That's a hell of an old hound dog you got there. What's he go by? Buckley. Buckley. Sit. You know who I am? I'm royal. Have you heard of me? I'm very sorry for your loss. Your mother was a terribly attractive woman. Thank you. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Rotten Potatoes, a podcast with four friend, friends reviewing movies that you absolutely should have already seen. I am Zach. Did you forget what podcast we were on? <laughs> no, why? Or did you just have like a minor stroke? <laughs> did you forget said- to introduce yourself? <laughs> My name's Jake. I'm Tyler. What did I do wrong? You just you you fell over a word for a second. <laughs> I said I said yeah. I messed yeah, up French, no, but I then was, I thought I corrected I it. I think it's fine. Very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you a hard time. We give Jake a hard time all the time. That's true. You it wasn't what? fine. I, I know how JP feels. Good. I'm glad. JP, stop listening. JP, I I sympathize with you. <laughs> this this is hard. <laughs> Is it harder being this. in person? <laughs> <laughs> this I feel is, like you should move that to the, the front. I really should, yeah. All right. Um, I want to introduce some kind of a new segment where we judge if something's as bad as Spirited Away or if it's even worse and as bad as JP. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, why, why don't we just do like a... You know, like spirited away to uh, what? What's the movie? I can't believe there will be blood. He, okay, you know, like is it as bad as there will be blood to Scott? I want it for the, <laughs> the people, first time he watched it. For the listeners who have no idea who JP is or anything, and feel so bad for this boy that we're just trashing or that Scott is trashing, JP trashes us on Insta all the time. He DMs us. Yeah. He all talks mad smack. He on the, he's the, fighting the all four of us at the same time. Like we all jump into the conversation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, "Who is this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who am I fighting now?" He's just in a dark room swinging. <laughs> Show yourself. <laughs> yeah, I JP is not guilt free. No, he's this. deserving of everything. So yeah, instead of clapping back <laughs> on Instagram, we just do it publicly. Yeah. Did it again, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just said I would stop shaking my leg, and then Tyler had to move my whole arm. Yeah. I'll, but just, I, I'll just be more subtle about it. I'll just gently tap your foot, like, hey there, yeah. hey there, big guy. I'm glad that you uh, are talking about it on the podcast, though. Yeah, it was yeah. funny to me. <laughs> um, so, what movie are we reviewing right now? Oh, this is Royal Tenenbaums, my friend. We are back deep into uh, Wes Anderson. Wes, Wes Anderson. So, here's, here's the thing. Uh, Bummer Summer ended i guess a while ago sure? now yeah <laughs> well yeah i guess it did it did kind of feel like we were back in it last week <laughs> and we'll and probably maybe be this week for you <laughs> i don't know but i wanted to pick so originally i wanted to pick something wholesome i was trying to think and i i landed on fantastic mr fox which is a very wholesome movie but i was watching it and I did not think Scott or Jake would like it. Maybe not even Tyler. I don't know. But what the you, cuss, man? You thought that Are you Scott and Jake would me? like this? Well, I'm get. let me get to it. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I was watching Fantastic Mr. Fox. Why'd you pick it, Zach? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, mainly I just I didn't want to talk about it on the podcast. I didn't think that we would enjoy talking about that movie. So I told you guys, I think I'm going to pick a different movie. And I was thinking of other movies and then scott said just pick another wes anderson movie that's true and you said i want to try him again and so i was like all right like we should probably do royal tenenbaums because that's one of his like more iconic movies yeah and so i i'm not i'm not trying to say this is a wholesome movie i don't necessarily think it is uh but we're doing this because you asked for it yeah i know i forgot that that happened here's the thing is that when I watched the Steve Zissou, I did not like it. I rated it a 4.2. Yep. That's true. But since that time, every time we talk about it or look back at it, I enjoyed the moments Here's that we've the had thing. together. And so it's affected the way I <laughs> yeah. viewed the, the movie uh-huh. retroactively. I'm like, oh, I should probably watch that again. This is the thing about Wes Anderson for me. And I guess I'm going to get into my opinions a little bit. But Wes Anderson movies for me are perfect on paper. 
like when I hear about it, I'm like, that's hilarious. I hear people talk about moments from it. And I'm like, that's super funny. Like, like the, the lion here that my sister says a lot and it really makes me laugh is when he's talking to Pagoda, he's talking about Pagoda and he's like, oh yeah, he saved my life. Uh, yeah, I got stabbed and, and he took me to the hospital. I was like, well, who stabbed you? He did. <laughs> and like, like in, like when you say it, it's very funny, but something about the execution of these movies I just don't like. See, so you didn't like that scene watching uh, it? No, honestly. And then I thought about it later. I was like, that's super funny. Uh, not not even like, oh, it you know, it didn't land super well. It's just you straight up did not like it. That, I mean, that's how I felt about every single thing that was like, like in oh, retrospect, I'm like, man. oh, this was funny. Uh, in retrospect, I was like, okay, that was funny, but it didn't land. But that was everything until the last scene of the movie for me. That's Almost a, everything. That's a bummer for me. Because I'm like, I'm... I think it's perfect on paper, and then I watch it, and I'm like, yeah, it's still perfect in execution. And it's 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 people I love. I love Bill Murray, Owen Wilson, Luke Wilson, Ben Stiller. Like yeah. It, 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 I don't know how I don't like this movie. I, I laughed out loud watching this movie. It honestly upsets me that I don't like this movie. Like, I finished it, it and I was like, <laughs> I wanted to like this so bad. It upsets me, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's a bummer. Why'd you, why'd you pick the movie? I think I already said. Just, but just why this one over the why other Why this ones? one? I, I think that this is one of his more iconic movies. Uh, like if if we're going to say this is a movie you absolutely have to see, which I don't know if it super clarifies, but I think that Wes Anderson is a director you should absolutely see if you have any interest in film. Totally. Um, I mean, and, I hear people talk about Wes Anderson all the time. Yeah, and so uh, I, I think that, I think if you want to watch Wes Anderson, like get into him, I think this is one of the first ones you should watch. Mm-hmm. I think this, and I think probably Rushmore. I wish I would have seen this one first. Really? I think if I would have seen this one first, I would have liked Zisu more when I first saw it. I enjoy watching Zisu more than this one just because I think Zisu is a funnier movie. I didn't understand Wes Anderson's style or anything, and so I didn't get it when I watched it. I think if I watched it a second time, I would like Zisu more because I actually, opposing Jake... I actually really thought this was good. Really? I like this. <laughs> That's surprising. Really? I'm yeah. so glad we have video to see Zach's reaction. He's yeah, so I happy. Like I thought it was fun. I laughed out loud watching it too. Like I thought it was executed well. Like <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed it. I'm I, shocked. <laughs> gobsmacked. Like, me and T- I think Tyler was shocked when we were watching it too. He's like, what'd you think? And I was like, I liked it. Yeah, wow. I've tried to watch this movie probably five times. And this is the first <laughs> time I finished it. Uh, like, because my it's one of my sister's favorite. Five times movies. is a lot of times to try to watch a movie that <laughs> well, you do not like. Because here's it's exactly what Scott was talking about. Where like I think about it and I'm like, that's yeah. super funny. And then I watch it. I'm like, why is it? Why don't I like this? I have I have one more. I have one more attempt. I'll leave it for season three, Grand Budapest Hotel. I want to yeah. see that because one. I think Zisu, in my opinion, is the funniest movie. This one or Darjeeling Limited. I think, I, and I'd probably go with Darjeeling. I feel like Tenenbaums is a good mix yeah. of a lot. It's funny, but it's also it's got deep some heart. and, and yeah. yeah, and and uh, it serious. I guess I think Darjeeling Limited is the most serious, agreed, and the most like solemn. Mm-hmm. Grand Budapest Hotel almost kind of feels like like a heist movie, almost mm-hmm. like like yeah. uh, it is very heist like. Yeah, it, it's like it's very plot driven. The plot kind of takes the main seat, but it's still very quirky and has funny moments. I, I wouldn't say like like you don't watch in this movie. I'm watching and I feel very much for Richie and Chaz, and I feel for these characters. I don't feel that way in Grand Budapest. You know, like yeah. it's not trying to make you care for these characters. It's very much just the plot and what's going on. That's interesting because like I feel like his style more or less from what I have is like a lot of just like, Oh, here's these quirky characters and it's really built around just, you know what they're doing and not, not necessarily like driven by the plot, but just, you just want to see what's going on. But yeah, all that being said, I feel like you need to see Royal Tenenbaums before you can go to Grand Budapest. Uh, And if you don't like Grand Budapest, then I think Wes Anderson is just not for you. But that's going to be my last ditch effort. Okay. I've, I also, I've tried to watch, what's the one with Ed Norton in it? Uh, Moonrise Kingdom. The Hulk. Moonrise. He's, Moonrise. Moonrise. He's, in, he's in a lot of them. He's in Grand Budapest. He's in Isle of Dogs. And he is in Moonrise. I think Moonrise is the first movie that okay. he's in, though. I, I tried to watch Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, couldn't get into it Moonrise again. is one of my least favorites okay. of I, Wes. I really like Moonrise, though. I like it, yeah. Um, but it's lower. 
in his rankings for me personally. Mm. I actually Bottle Rocket like it. is the only one I don't like. I actually like Moonrise more than Grand Budapest. Really? Yeah, I I didn't love Grand Budapest. Oh, I really like Grand Budapest, but we'll talk about it in season three. But you know, maybe it's a thing. Like I, I don't know. I'm looking. I'm honestly looking forward to doing it again because maybe I just need to watch it enough. Like maybe I need to acquire the taste, and then I'll like it. Well, I think it's very much like how we talked about um, with what was the, our first really low rated movie that we always talk about. The Steve Life Aquatic? No. Did you guys both just said the same thing? Hold on. Napoleon Dynamite. Napoleon Dynamite. Where it's funny in chunks. It's It wasn't funny as like a whole movie. Like, I think I look back on Steve Zissou and I'm, I like think of like scenes and yeah. I like laugh at them. Yeah. Like, yeah. how about Steve Z? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that, I, I think that's a fair assessment because I feel like Napoleon Dynamite was just someone like, I mean, it was a first movie for them, and I feel like they were really influenced by kind of ripping off Wes Anderson with just quirky characters in quirky scenarios. Because, like, the recipe for comedy is you either put normal people in weird situations or you put weird people in normal situations, and that's the typical formula for comedy. Where Wes Anderson is, I'm putting weird people in weird situations, uh, and like Napoleon Dynamite is the only other movie that I can think of that really rips off that style. And it, it's it's like it's weird people in weird situations, but they're not like they they're not acknowledging the weirdness. I guess because they're they're, weird, they're taking right? themselves like, seriously. Like, yeah, they take it seriously. And again, that's another thing that I think uh, on paper very funny. Like <laughs> just like, but I don't know what it is. I'm glad you like this movie on paper. I love it on paper. If you if you'd pitch this movie to me. Uh, and you like you hand me a screen lit it. Yeah, you hand me a screenplay and I read it. I would probably laugh out loud, but <laughs> I can't. I just something. There's some disconnect there. I I wonder if honestly, because one of the other things that Wes Anderson is so known for is he has a really iconic film look. Like so, his cinematography, his editing, his wardrobe is all very iconic, and it really could be some of those elements for you that it's like it's just it doesn't feel like. Something feels out of place. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 it could be like that. That's what I was trying to, when I was watching this, I was going into it being like, okay, cause I was honestly, I was going into it expecting to not like it. Uh, I wanted to like it, but I was like, I really wanted to figure out what about it that felt off to me. So I was trying to think about those things and I couldn't, I couldn't nail it down to any one particular thing, but I feel like that could be it. Yeah. I, I would bet to be honest that it's his art direction that you don't, that you just can't latch onto. Interesting. Could be. Well, let's jump into some of the facts uh, we've oh, mentioned geez, we already. <laughs> no, we haven't. Uh, this was directed by Wes Anderson. It was also uh, written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson. It uh, released December 14th, 2001. It had a runtime of 109 minutes. Uh, the other guys gave this an 81%. IMDb gave it a 7.6. It had a box office of $71 million on a budget of $21 million. Um, it didn't win. It's a lot more than I would have expected it to make. I, how, where was this in his like filmography? Was it Very early? early? This was his third movie, okay. I believe. Yeah. But this was what his first two movies were much more art house films. This was the one that really propelled him into the, the zeitgeist. Got it. Uh, it did get nominated for one and didn't uh, win in screenplay. Mm. So this movie was in theaters when the story was breaking for Spotlight. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny when uh, Tyler and I watched these those two movies back to back, and I was like, "Oh, two movies in two thousand one," and uh, Tyler's like, "Royal Tannenbaums was in two thousand one," and I was like, "Yeah, when they're at the grave site, the the grave says two thousand one on it." Oh, I didn't yeah. even I wasn't even paying attention to that. Yeah. Uh, it was. Just, I don't know. I know this. Well, numbers. I I mean, it's just one of those things because because of Wes Anderson's art direction style it's hard to place it's very hard to place like they feel very dislodged in time yeah and so it's and i feel like that's on purpose for him i've i've, I've kind of heard him say things to that effect and so it was weird to have something dating one of his films mm. you know because yeah. he is so like he does try really hard to dislodge 
his movies from time. And for this one specifically, he wanted it to have a 70s feel. And for one of the reasons was um, he had all of his characters, their wardrobe doesn't really change. I think Chaz is maybe the only exception, but like their wardrobe, they dress the same as adults as they did when they were children growing up in the 70s. And his reason for that was he wanted to kind of portray this sense of like stunted development, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and and kind of they they still dress the way they did when they were in their heyday as children. Um, but he also went as far as to use like old timey cabs and different props that looked like they would have came from the 70s, even though it was 2001 to kind of give that vibe. That cab that they kept getting into was just nuts. <laughs> the, the gypsy cab. <laughs> yeah. That cab is dented. <laughs> another dent there, another dent there. I was really hoping you would like Dudley. He was, I thought, the, the things that worked for me in this movie, because it, it's not like it didn't work for me altogether. Uh, the things that worked for me were Dudley and Bill <laughs> 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 When they're talking about, uh, what did they ask? Like, can he do something? And then he's like, Lord, no. <laughs> um, <laughs> can he do arithmetic? Lord, no. Yeah. Lord, yeah. no. <laughs> It's like he's got an acute sense of hearing and he's colorblind. <laughs> I'm colorblind? <laughs> and he's like in a completely different room. Yeah. Different room. Um, I'm not colorblind, am I? And yeah. him and uh, a Pagoda. Pagoda really worked for me. And then the last probably, maybe, I don't know, the wedding scene onward, I actually really enjoyed. Um, but it, it took a while for me to really start enjoying it. Yeah, it really did because that's like in the, last, the last 15 scene. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I I yeah. thought Dudley I think Dudley is so funny. He, I thought that was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that gets me every time. Yeah. Make yours like mine. <laughs> it's so Did awesome. I do it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Bill Brees yeah. just chuckling to himself. How peculiar. <laughs> but I I feel like like that I, I I chuckled to myself when I was watching. But I feel like you could take almost any scene from this movie and quote it to me and laugh a lot. <laughs> yeah, I think Pagoda was my my favorite person in the movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, lo- I like just like his like calmness and like around like uh who who's leaving and he's they're like all like oh they're gonna be right back. He's like he's getting in a cab. <laughs> just, I like, don't staring at the window. <laughs> uh oh, it was uh uh Luke Wilson or no, I'm sorry, Owen Wilson when they Owen were doing Wilson. the intervention when they're doing the intervention. He's like mm-hmm. you know what, let me get some stuff. Oh, I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah. And then Pagoda's like he's getting in a cab, <laughs> and then they're like what? <laughs> So I uh, I had seen this movie before. Um, this was my first. This was my first introduction to Wes Anderson, and uh, I don't remember like the the experience of seeing it for the first time. It's just been a movie that I've known for so long, and uh, I really like it. Um, it's it's kind of middle of the road for me. I think like there for Wes Anderson for Wes. There are times where, like, when I haven't seen it for a long time, like, I think before watching it for this, I would have told you, oh, Royal Tenenbaum is probably my favorite Wes Anderson movie. And then I watch it, and I'm like, oh, you know, it's middle of the road for him for me. So what does middle of the road for Wes Anderson mean for you overall? Like, as far as, like, it... Like, how would you rank? Like, what what are some of your favorites? Or, or, or no, you saying, how do like, I feel like, about like, how, Wes Anderson? How does middle of the road for Wes Anderson compare to the average movie? Uh, like, are you asking, uh, is this a better movie than Spirited Away? Is it a better movie than Spirited Away? <laughs> and is it a better movie than JP as a person? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> is it a better <laughs> JP is a person? <laughs> um, <laughs> what a just a mean question to ask. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I like Wes Anderson quite a bit, but I feel like Wes Anderson is such a, it's such a niche. Like the, like I, I really feel uncomfortable putting any of his movies up against other movies. Okay. It, it's hard. I've been thinking like all week, like I love this movie, but can I say it's better than spotlight? Like it feels like you can't even compare them. Right. You know? And like. I, and, I, and I don't because I think Spotlight is such an exceptional, exceptional movie. But there were times where I was like, I feel like I still would maybe like Royal Tenenbaums more. But like, 
I don't think I could say it's better. It's really hard to compare Wes Anderson to other movies. They're just trying to accomplish such different things. It's not even like comparing apples and, and oranges. It's like comparing apples and shovels. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, they're both great. They both help me do different things. So yeah. I don't know you, how can, you can really only compare his movies to his movies. You know? I feel it's, that way. Yeah. And, and Napoleon, Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Which is, and I would say it's much better than Napoleon Also, Dynamite. let's... I mean, did we compare it to Spirited Away? Uh, no, because, again, like I said, I, it really is just so much in a league of its own. But for the sake of the meme, it is a better movie than Spirited Away. I was going to say... I will back that it I is was, a better movie I was than uh, really hoping you were going to say I can't compare it so I could just jump on and say officially not better. <laughs> nah, it's better. Are we going to have any movies that are better that are worse than Spirited Away coming up? Maybe. Uh, coming, well, up? coming up? I don't know. Not, I think no. we maybe have had some worse than Spirited Away, but... Okay. Yeah. Let's uh, do one. Let's do one of those. Uh, well, we well, we do have Spooktober coming up again. Who knows what'll happen? Oh, uh, we had we had a good lineup. We had some bangers coming. We've got up. That's Spooktober. True. Except we for one that I really don't want to watch. Which one? Uh, are we are we? Uh, oh, I announcing? guess I guess no. Yeah, let's hold let's on. We could give a teaser. Let's give one teaser. I really don't want to watch The Exorcist. It's gonna uh, be fine. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be scary. But I, just I don't thought think I, like it. I thought Halloween was gonna be a banger. That's and it true. sucked. It was so, still our best Spooktober movie. No, The no. Shining. Shining. Oh, that's right. That's right. I don't consider that a Spooktober movie. Why? Because it's a real good movie. Well, it, it was in Spooktober. Also, it we have it's some a horror real movie. good movies coming up in Spooktober. Yeah, but we year. haven't done that yet, Jake. But you just said you don't compare it. You, you said it's a real good movie. Because we've only done Spooktober once. <laughs> Dude, it is, it is astounding how terrible our Spooktober was last year. I, I was like, so mad at you It was you some guys. of our worst episodes. I, I so, hate horror movies. I was so mad at <laughs> I was not going to pick a horror movie. I stand by you know what? I, I didn't even want to do Spooktober, but we, you guys were like, no, let's do Spooktober. And I'm like, all right. And then I'm the only only one who took I, it I seriously. Tried. I took it seriously. That was a Halloween movie. <laughs> it was this. So you know bad. what? Get, get ready. You know, you're going to watch uh, Creature from the Black Lagoon in a couple years. That would be fine. Watch, uh, that I actually, really, I do like Creature from yeah, the Black Lagoon. Yeah, that would. <laughs> of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> Young Frankenstein was trash. <laughs> you're trash. I will say this, though. It was a better movie than JP as a person. <laughs> <laughs> Did you only say that so you could so you could drag JP? Yeah. Uh, okay. Anyway, what movie are we talking? About? Anyway, uh, I do. I I like this movie. I I like it a lot. I think it's a a really. I I do. I agree with you, Zach. I think that this movie has a lot of heart that uh, you know some of his movies don't. Um, and yeah, I I really love the characters. I I lo I just love every actor in this movie. Like I'll just go ahead and say up front, I would not recast no, any of this. No. Like it's just a perfect casting. And I feel like I can recognize that even though I didn't enjoy the movie. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious uh how you would like I want to hear some top tier Wes Anderson from you. If this is middle tier. Yeah, I mean I think I think Darjeeling is my all-time favorite. It's such a good one. It's it's I, I don't feel like you could say that's a movie you absolutely like I, I feel like I don't hear people talk about that movie, you know, very much, but I love that movie. I feel like when people talk about Wes Anderson, I fear people talk about Darjeeling. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, oh okay. Personally, but I don't know. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I, I think if you're a like if you're a deep cut film buff, Darjeeling is definitely a movie that, that gets talked about, but just for the average person, probably not. Yeah. Um, what if you're a blockbuster movie master? Definitely not. Blockbuster movie master. Yeah. I like that term. Scott, Scott goes to the blockbuster every weekend. Yep. The only one? The one in Bend, I think there's Oregon? only one left. Yeah. 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 Every well, weekend you're up there. Uh, no, I have them uh, UPS me movies. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, and then you you UPS back. Yeah. Okay. The old ones. Yeah. So it's like the like uh, OG Netflix. Yeah. You know what's crazy is that uh, Netflix tried to sell itself to blockbuster before it like went public and everything back in the day when they were doing the whole shipping thing, they were like, Hey, let us do like mobile stuff for you. And then you guys still do the stores Oof. and blockbuster was like, no, you're way overpriced. We're not doing that. Oof. And look how that turned out. Wow. Blockbuster like had their chance. They could have owned Netflix. I feel like Netflix should buy out Blockbuster right now just to disrespect them and shut it down. You know, <laughs> <laughs> the just only the one, one left. Yeah. It's just the the biggest like comeuppance ever. Yeah, yeah. Like you disrespect me <laughs> on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so yeah, Darjeeling, uh, I honestly, I'm, I mean, Moonrise Kingdom really is up mm. there for me. Um, and then, uh, actually Fantastic Mr. Fox is pretty high oh, really? for me. Oh, yeah. really? I'm kind of bummed. Like, oh, is that a Wes Anderson too? Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it was. So he did two cartoons, because I Love Dog is also a claymation, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Oh, it, Fantastic Mr. Fox is a cartoon? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. George Clooney is uh, like a fox in that movie, right? Yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. I literally only even really heard about it when you guys talked about watching it on this podcast. Maybe we'll do it eventually, but uh, I I like this movie quite a bit more than Fantastic Mr. Fox, so I'm I'm happy we're doing this one. Yeah, I feel like Fantastic Mr. Fox is the most approachable Wes Anderson movie. It might be. Yeah. Is it a be- better cartoon than Spirited Away? Yes. I, I tried Man. to show Kate, though. Maybe I was watching with Kate, and I could just tell. Like, you know when you watch a movie with someone, and you can tell they're not into it? Oh, I definitely know the feelings. Uh, every, time <laughs> I watch a, every time I watch one of these movies with my girlfriend, like one of our podcast movies. <laughs> rarely she hated she, all of them? No, but she does not like a lot of them. Really? Honestly, she hates uh, your picks, Zach. Really? <laughs> we, if we watch a movie, and she's like, I don't like this. Did Zach pick it? <laughs> what? Yeah. Dang, you're the JP of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna get old after this up but that's okay i'm a little bummed to hear that i'm sorry um, yeah tyler can tell when i'm not interested when we were watching uh there will be blood i had to go use the restroom and Tyler's like here i'll pause it i was like don't worry about it <laughs> <laughs> so that's not even like oh tyler can tell that's just anybody can tell <laughs> Yeah, he's definitely telegraphing his uh, opinion on that. The one. only way that you could say you don't like the movie more <laughs> is if you said, I don't like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but anyway, I, I'm I'm a big fan of this, and uh, I'm excited that, that we picked it. I think I, I think I, like, called for this when you were talking about changing it up, and Scott said, do another yeah. Wes Anderson. I was like, Tenenbaums. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's uh, let's let's chat a little bit about uh, the uh, some of the characters, some of the things that happen. Who who do you guys like the most, and who do you hate the most? Uh, I love Pagoda and Bill Murray. Yeah, uh, I forget Bill Murray's <laughs> character's name. Raleigh. Yeah, love them both. I and wish I, I would have had more of Bill Murray. Oh, like, I yeah, feel like he had same. such a small part in this. Yeah, like I would have liked to have seen him more. Yeah, yeah, he did, and. And such a, like, not only is Bill Murray just hilarious, and in every uh, Wes Anderson movie is he particularly hilarious, but this character, like, so much just needed, we needed more of him. I loved, like, uh, when he finds out that uh, Margot's having an affair, and he just says, I want to die now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I want to (laughs) die. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was anybody I particularly disliked, you know? It was just, like, I was whatever about yeah. everybody else. I think that Royal, uh, I started to grow more fond of at the end of the movie. He had a line that I really loved actually. When he says, uh, I don't want you to think I'm an asshole. I'm always an asshole. It's just kind of my style. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was a very funny thing to say. Yeah. I didn't like him as like a person. Like I wouldn't like him in real life, right? but I loved him as a character. Yeah. It, yeah. And the continuation of that scene is great too. When, uh, what's Danny Glover's her, uh, her, Sherman. Yeah. What, what's his Henry Sherman. Yeah. When Henry says, like, I don't think you're an asshole. I just think you're a son of a bitch. Yeah. Like, that, I appreciate oh, that. That yeah. was like the, like, on, like I, I was like getting more into it in the wedding. And that happened. Like that interaction happened. I was like, oh, yeah. Okay. That and was then there, the turning there's, point. There's 15 more minutes of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really like every single character. And actually have, watching it this time, I had a Jake Unforgiven experience where I think I liked this movie the most this time around. Oh. I think because I was really trying to watch it very critically. Yeah. You know, to be able to talk about it. Um, I, I really like every single character in this movie. There's no one that I don't like or that I don't feel for, but the ones that I enjoy the most are uh, the three children. I love their story. I... I really loved... Like, I, I just felt like this was a really great character study of multiple different themes of family trauma of success, of fear of failure, of the way that, uh, you know, bad parenting can really affect your children. And I thought like- uh, Adoption. Yeah, yeah. Of just so many different things. Um, <clears throat> this is my adopted yeah, daughter. I was say, that, that was <laughs> yeah. one of the things that like when I watched it, I was like, man, that should have been way funnier than it was to me. 
Where, like, oh, it's not. It's not funny. It's just very. Uh, <laughs> no, but it, it is. It, funny. It, it, it's like, funny because it's so such a mean and horrible yeah. thing to do. <laughs> just to think about him being like, "This is my, <laughs> this is my adopted daughter, Margo." Yeah. We'll 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 go visit uh, your grandma's grave. I was never invited. Well, she wasn't your real grandma, so <laughs> yeah. I don't think you're interested. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. There. I I really love just watching all the different family family dynamics and, and kind of dissecting all of that. And I thought everyone played their part really well. I thought Gene Hackman did a really great job. Um, we were, I, I was doing some research that um, Wes Anderson actually wrote the part for Gene Hackman. And I think he played it really well. But he wasn't happy about it, was he? He was not happy about it. No, we, <laughs> we found out that Gene Hackman, apparently this, uh, so this was kind of late in Gene's career. And apparently, he was ready to do some, f- in his words, fun and relaxing roles. And this turned out to be not fun or relaxing for him. So he began to verbally abuse uh, abuse Wes Anderson. Like, the all of the cast and crew thought he was bullying him. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow and uh, Angelica Houston would avoid him. Bill Murray would show up on his days off to like kind of try to stop it and and was there in solidarity with Wes. Uh, and at one point, one of my favorite things that I read was that uh, during filming one day, Gene shouted out, like I think he interrupted one of the scenes and said like, hey Wes, I thought you said this was going to be fun and relaxing. Well, I'm not having fun. He stopped a scene to say that. <laughs> I believe so. I wish we knew which scene it was. I didn't know uh, Gene Hackman was so petty. Yeah, and uh, I asked you before, Jake, if if you like Gene Hackman because I knew that this may it's but it's a bummer to hear, it. you know. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't ruin it. Like like okay, he he was a jerk as an old man. Like it's not anything so terrible, but it sucks to hear, you know. <laughs> it's not like Jared Leto. Oh, I never really liked Jared Leto, but gosh, hearing anything about him as just a person, I yeah. I don't like him every time. <laughs> but I I really liked Gene Hackman in this movie. I really like watching Royal. Like he's obviously not a good person. He's a terrible father, but I don't ever hate him watching this movie. Like I really like him and I kind of root for him a little bit. It's weird. Like I feel like I felt that at the end. I'm like, "Oh, well, why why am I starting to feel for for Royal because he sucks." You know, like everything mm-hmm. he's done his whole life and sure he had he had a nice 2 weeks with his family, but I don't know. He still sucks. So uh, a character that I liked the most this time around that I never really cared for was Chaz. Which one's that? That's Ben Stiller, I think. Okay. Ben Stiller. Yeah. I, I always thought he was the least, like it always just kind of felt like Ben Stiller was just being Ben Stiller mm-hmm. in this movie. And he was the least funny to me. Um, And I, I he always kind of got on my nerves a little bit, but I really liked him. I really felt for him. He seemed like the most believable character out of all of them as like a real person. I think he probably felt the least like a Wes Anderson character. Yeah, you know, because I feel like he was a lot of like the straight man. I feel like a lot yeah. of Wes Anderson characters are played like intentionally like subdued mm-hmm. a little bit. They're not super expressive and over the top, and he very much is. So he felt like the most like not Wes Anderson type character. Um, but, you know, I, I thought Ben Stiller did a really good job, and I really I really felt for Chaz in, like, the trauma that he experienced. Mm. Yeah. And I she loved... She was a terribly attractive woman. <laughs> <laughs> I loved that Chaz... Like, I, I loved the scene where they're in the ambulance together. Oh, And Chaz yeah. is the last one there with his dad. Like, I, I thought that that was such a great... Like, I think Wes Anderson does a really good job of developing these characters with the least amount of effort. Yeah. Like he just kind of throws in these little lines or little scenes that really develop these characters. And I thought that was one. It's a quick scene, a quick little tidbit of information, but it really shows how much uh, their relationship developed over time. Yeah. I like Luke Wilson's character. And I... I love. I'm sorry. I thought <laughs> just, you were just gonna stop right there. <laughs> like after I said all of that, and I think you're just gonna. I like Luke Wilson. I like Luke Wilson. It, it felt like you were pausing right there. So I'm sorry. I laughed. Yeah. No. Now I'm gonna leave it there. No. Yeah. I love right. Richie. I like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> I will say uh, the suicide scene caught me off guard. I did not think that was I, coming. I, I'm glad you brought that up. I've been dying to bring that up this entire episode. Well, I knew it was coming because one of the scenes that my sisters like to quote to each other is when they're talking about the suicide note. He's like, "Was it dark?" Well, of course it was dark. It's a suicide note. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, what did you want to talk about? So, uh, I also love right before that when Margot shows up and she asks Dudley, where is he? And he goes, who? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As they're at the hospital. As they're at the hospital, <laughs> yeah. 
But oh yeah, no, God. I I love that scene. I love the music in that scene. Like, I think it's it's a really great scene. I love that whole bit of the movie where, like, like I was watching this movie and I was thinking, like, what is Raleigh's purpose, Bill Murray? Like, what? Why is he even in this movie? Is he just comic relief? But I I think that from the other comedy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess it, comic relief is the wrong way because it's not relief. But is he just added comedy? Mm-hmm. I guess you know. But he's really necessary. I mean, one is a plot device because without him, uh, Richie wouldn't learn so much of Margot and her background and all that. But I loved comparing the way that Raleigh learns about Margot's past and her infidelity contrasted with the way that Richie learns about all that. And and you see Richie get so heated when they're on the roof and he punches through the window, which that was actually not scripted. And then when they are talking with the PI um, and he is going through their uh, Margot's background and whatnot, which I love that whole sequence. I thought that was it's really cool. Really cool. Um, and uh, just the way that Raleigh reacts to that and then the way that Richie reacts to that, I thought was without Raleigh, like Richie's reactions and the way that uh, all of that, all of that information affects him, it wouldn't be as powerful in my opinion. His reaction to that actually is, it has one of my favorite lines of the movie from Bill Murray where he reads it and he says, huh, she smokes. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's like, <laughs> that. I, it's perfect because it's funny. Like, it's like shot to be funny, but it's all, it's also so powerful. It's like yeah. Raleigh, like, doesn't really love Margot the way that Richie does. Right. You know, like, it's perfect. Like, that's what Raleigh takes away from that. And then Richie wants to kill himself because he's so hurt by this you know i think that raleigh took more away from it like he seemed very upset. <laughs> he, he does like, like it <laughs> when he, he's sitting next to her and he says you have made a cuckold of me <laughs> <laughs> but i think that's the thing is i think that raleigh has a little bit more like self-pride wrapped into this as well and i think maybe he like loves her maybe for the wrong reasons you know it's not of as pure of a love well as and, richie is and even that point like the it's not uh, you cheated on me. You broke my heart. It's you made a cuckold of me. Hmm. Like it's not really about like how he feels about her. Like that. Like how he's processing it is entirely about him. Yeah. Uh, and it and it's very like sterile. You know. Um, like their relationship is much more transactional. Uh, throughout like kind of throughout the movie. Um. But uh, the main reason why I wanted to bring it up is I really wanted to hear uh, Scott and Jake's take on this because it is such a different moment than what we experienced, than anything we experienced in Zizu and that we experienced throughout the bulk of this movie. Like, mm-hmm. it's very much a left field moment. And I just kind of wanted to hear what you, what you guys thought about that. I think, like, <clears throat> one, I guess I wasn't surprised because I kind of... I knew that it was going to happen at some point. Yeah. It was more, I don't know. It, 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 it is very jarring in the whole, whole movie, even still, like, watching it. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I guess it didn't, it didn't feel, like, out of place. It mm. just felt jarring. Yeah. You know, which I think was probably point. intentional. Yeah. Intentional, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good scene. It did catch me off guard. I had no clue, like, what the plot was or anything about this movie. And I was just kind of enjoying the movie up to that point. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, that's different. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much how you watch Requiem for a Dream too, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, no, because I wasn't enjoying Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> um, I, I do think it's a little weird that he loves his, uh, stepsister. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not illegal. It's not, I guess. Adopted it should sister. Be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, adopted. <laughs> Let's just be clear. That was the thing. Was like, I think at one point I kind of wasn't thinking, and I was like, wait, he's in love with her, aren't they related? And I was like, oh wait, she's adopted. But yeah, it, 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 I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. Still weird. Yeah, it, no, it's, I, all it's around. Weird the way that I like, and not justify it, but it's just like make sense of it. It's just like they're also screwed up. Like they're just screwed up people. You know. Yeah, it's not surprising to me because I think that kind of stuff probably does happen with weird mm. people. Uh, Especially the trauma that they experience yeah. together as children. It's just, it makes me feel sad for their whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite scenes, it, I think it's funny, but it, it is sad, but I just think it's funny is when he, uh, when Richie's playing his tennis match and they're like, is he crying? 
Oh yeah. <laughs> and then and then you realize that Margot's there with her brand new husband. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's it's kinda um poignant. Um and, and then Royal's just sitting not even in the he's sitting outside above the the tennis match, like just remarking on yeah. how his son's a loser now kind yeah. of thing. Like an interesting little trivia. Uh the announcers during that scene are Wes Anderson and uh Andrew Wilson, Owen and Luke's brother. Oh, oh. Yeah. I didn't know they had a brother. Yeah, me either. Yeah. He's also, like the third property brother. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Also, if you, in, in case you didn't <laughs> no, know. What? Uh, the property brothers, the GTV is. show. I never saw it. They're or twins, like, and they are real estate agents. I thought you were going to go to like uh, Eli and Peyton's. Oh, Cooper? Yeah, no, Cooper's, Cooper Cooper's the best of the Mannings. <laughs> is or, he a doctor? Or like the... The third Hemsworth brother. Yeah, the third Hemsworth. The third Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, in, in case you didn't know, Wes and Owen went to school together. Oh. they I think they were roommates at um, University of Texas. Yeah, I think oh. that's right. Yeah. Well, they were definitely in film school together. Yeah. And so their first, their first project ever, their first feature film was together. It's called Bottle Rocket. Uh, and so they all, ro- they, they all wrote it together. Uh, Owen and Luke... Are both in it, or is just they? They both are. They yeah. both are. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, and yeah, West directs it. It's not. It it's definitely a student film. Okay, it's, it's not good. It's my least favorite. It's not good. Yeah. Did uh, Wes uh, punch Luke in the face? I don't know. Or Owen, I mean, is that what happened to his nose? <laughs> That's uh, what happened to his I nose. Was, yeah. I was really looking for where you were going. <laughs> um, but Owen no, Wilson has a messed up nose. I yeah, want, yeah. I want to circle back. <laughs> no, he broke that in Armageddon. <laughs> in, the, in the crash got it i want to circle back real quick um to the to the suicide because uh, i think that that is one of the most like interesting scenes in any wes anderson movie because it stands so apart from anything else um and so either like for me it's my favorite scene in any wes anderson movie but it's either the best scene in a wes anderson movie or it's the worst because it's so atypical um, because it is so jarring, but it also breaks so much of his like typical art direction. Like I was talking about the music is very different than anything that he would normally pick uh, to be in one of his movies, the lighting, the uh, you know, how it's colored uh, and just the graphic nature of it. Like Wes Anderson is always, like we said earlier, elevating like almost like fantastical, like circumstances, settings, you know, characters, everything is very bright and colorful and, and f- you know, fake. And this was so graphic, the, the suicide attempt. Like a suicide attempt in, like, say, Steve Zissou would have been a lot more, you know, bizarre and, you know, it would have been, you know, goofy and unrealistic, like, if you were to ask me what a suicide attempt in Steve Zizou would have been like, I feel like it would have happened off screen and they would have made a joke about it afterwards. Yeah, or it would have been, a you know, a harpoon, yeah. a harpoon, and and someone like, ah, and they, like, have this harpoon sticking out of them and they collapse and, you know, like, it just would have been so quirky and weird. Almost lighthearted. And almost lighthearted, yeah. um, where this was just very, like, it. it is a... It, it's one of the most, like, uh, I think, graphic depictions of a suicide attempt I think I've ever seen. Yeah, you know, like, I'm sorry, I was thinking about it again. Like, yeah. I feel like if if you would have told me about the suicide scene, honestly, I, like, when I was thinking about it, about the movie going into it, I just kind of thought, like, oh, they weren't going to have him killing himself. They were just going to find him in the hospital. Like, that's how right. I would expect it. Like, the scene wouldn't have been there and they'd have been like, oh, you tried to kill yourself, huh? Yeah, exactly. Totally. Totally. Yeah, I I think it's it a great scene. Um, it feels I, weird saying that, but yeah, I guess I understand what you guys are saying. Yeah, not because of the content. Like I'm not, you know, like we know Zach's a 13 Reasons Why fan. That's I'm true. really we not. Do know so that. is Tyler. No. So am I. Yeah, we really are not fans no. of the show. No. We like trashing it. Yeah. But uh, you've watched all the seasons. If I'm not a fan of something, I don't get past like the first episode. I only watched the first two. I watched all of them. How many seasons are there? Three? No. 
four, I think. Four. So you watched half the show. I watched half of it. Yeah, that's a lot. There's either four. The, or the five. first season is not great, but it's watchable and it's interesting. It's enjoyable, in my opinion. And then the second season sucked, and then I stopped after the second season. Okay. And then it just becomes a train wreck that you cannot look away from from there on. Like yeah. it just it it takes on a life of its own. Like this is nothing like what the first season was. Like in tone, in intent, and it's just bizarre that uh you know these like eight high school students experience every cultural trauma that exists. Like it's like just no one no one has all of these things. <laughs> the the show ends with a kid getting AIDS. That's not what I would have expected from a <laughs> show about a girl's suicide. That's what I'm saying. Like, it just takes yeah. on a total life and of its don't own. Don't they, like, murder each other? Like, don't they yeah. murder students? Yes. Yeah, it's Is insane. this a soap opera? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. It's like a soap opera. Like, it's just so, so ridiculous. So over the top. So over the top. Um. Yeah, no. Are you excited to watch it, Jake? <laughs> Let's do it. It's like the 13 Reasons Why cast. <laughs> you know, uh, we talked about... That was like one of Tyler and I's first ideas was making a podcast about like where we watch every episode and talk about how ridiculous and call it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Way to dox us. Podcast coming soon. <laughs> Start it. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I think it's a really well made and, and powerful scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I That's the scene. Like, when I first watched the movie for the first time, that was the scene that made the biggest impact on me. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, it's probably not surprising to hear, but yeah. So, as we wrap up, I've been a little more quiet, uh, except for talking a lot about the suicide scene. You know, can I cut in real quick? I don't feel like I... uh, Obviously, I... What? What's so (laughs) funny? He was like, oh, I haven't talked talk, very much. And then you cut him off. Yeah. I was sorry. like, oh, I haven't said I'm anything. Sorry. But before I forget, before I, <laughs> I hope Tyler doesn't forget. <laughs> before I forget, Scott, you said you really liked this movie. I was really shocked to hear it, but I don't feel like I've really heard like what you liked about this movie or like why, why did you like this? Yeah. So I think for me, like the reason I didn't like Zisu is I had no clue like what he was trying to do or how he was trying to do his movie. I didn't understand his style. And so I was approaching it with a different mindset. And so now that I had Zisu, like I have, I've partaken of the Wes Anderson. Uh, it was just a great word. We were laughing at it. Partook what? probably, right? Partook? Partaken? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but we know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I understood what I was getting myself into going into this movie. And I was like, oh, okay, this was like... I was able to enjoy it because I, and I think the same thing happened with There Will Be Blood. Like, yeah, yeah. I had never um, seen what's a, who's the main character, what the main star of There Will Daniel Be Blood. Daniel Day Lewis. Daniel Day Lewis. That was the first time I've ever seen him act. And so, like, in our recording, I even talked about how I didn't think his acting was very good in the movie. Um, but after having watched it and, like, hearing your guys' thoughts on it, then going back a couple months later and watching it, I was like, oh, this was uh, really good. It actually executed on a lot of the things that it's trying to do. And so I felt having the context of another Wes Anderson movie helped me understand what he was trying to do and be able to sit and enjoy the quirkiness and ridiculousness of all yeah. the things he was trying to do. Gotcha. So yeah, I just I thought it was funny. I like I'm not gonna rate it super high, but I'm not gonna it's definitely not a four point two. <laughs> like like Zisu. <laughs> like Zisu. Like yeah, I yeah, put yeah, it for sure. Zisu. Yeah. I'm happy to hear that. Did you even like the scene where the where they pushed the priest down the stairs? <laughs> that, that, was, that was in the wedding scene. Yeah, and yeah. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, my it, it's like such a small thing, but it's my favorite part of this movie. I die laughing every single time. Is when uh, Royal is finally like outed for faking dying, and. Uh, uh, he and Pagoda get kicked out of the house and uh, they're at the cab and Pagoda just pulls out a knife and stabs him. (laughs) That's what I was going to get to that scene where I was like, man, that should have been so funny. Like, like I think about it afterwards and I'm like that, like how deliberately he took it out. And it was like the smallest thing. Like a little pocket knife. And then, and then he just stabs him. And then like, Royal had so much time to get away. So much time to guess what he was going to do. He's already stabbed him. Yeah. Uh, You know, 
And I, I, it didn't think it was that funny. Oh, and then man. I thought about it afterwards. Like that's a super funny. That's super funny in concept. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I love that scene. And I even love what Royal says afterwards. He says, "That's the that's last, last time, time you stabbed me." Here. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Just so blasé about it. Yeah. Yeah. And what? What? Why did he stab him? He was mad. At he was him. mad at him. He got him fired. He got him fired. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He. Uh, and and I love how Wes does it because like they were already sort of like, we're in this like almost profile shot of them standing together, this two shot. And then it cuts to dead on to Pagoda as he opens the knife. Like, yeah. like we are, we are in Royal's perspective. <laughs> like we're about to be stabbed. Yeah. yeah. I just, it, the, the, every mechanic of that scene is perfect comedy. I die laughing every time. Yeah. It's really good. One of the characters that I also really liked a lot more this time was Henry Sherman. Yeah. Danny Glover, who I don't think I said yet. Um, Danny Glover, Owen Wilson, and Luke Wilson also all gave up parts in Ocean's Eleven to be in this. That's just, that's nuts to me. It like, is Just nuts. from like a, like a payday perspective. So like presuming that the the Wilson brothers would have been the Mormon twins probably and I, that makes sense to me because they're all buds with Wes yeah so like oh you know, sure. is Danny Glover buds with Wes I don't think so yeah I like don't know that, who would he have been I don't know would he have been uh say uh who, who the guy that plays Monica and Chandler's dad or Monica and Ross's dad on Friends Ruben oh, Ruben, oh, yeah. Ruben would he have been Ruben like yeah. who would he have I been? thought maybe. But I, Ruben feels like not a Danny Glover type. It, it feels like I he thought had maybe to be that like guy. Saul. Yeah, I was gonna say Saul. Uh, I would guess. I don't Saul. know that I can. I don't even know. I don't know. I can picture Danny Glover being Saul either. I maybe he would have been the hotel owner, <laughs> Andy Garcia. Yeah, <laughs> his character Terry. Yeah, Terry. Uh, I would have loved to have seen Danny Glover <laughs> in in Ocean's Twelve then, where they team up with with Terry and then they do the whole Terry, heist with him. Terry uh -huh. Benedict. Yeah, yeah. Could have been. I fun. don't know. I wish we could do Ocean's Eleven, man. I love that movie. Just so do much. the original. No, oh, I don't I've never seen it. it yeah. I have. Don't. I it's, don't. Nope. I don't want to do that. But anyways, it is nothing. It has nothing to do with the the remake. Ocean's Eleven. Oh, we so know it's not a heist movie or anything. No, not really. Wow. I mean, huh. it's it 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 is so dramatically different. That's really weird. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. Don't watch it. One of the things, what I was going to say about Henry Sherman, one of the one of the aspects of this movie, or I, I guess I should say one of the parts of this movie that I loved was um, there's a scene when Royal and Henry are talking and Royal says something like, I can see like why she likes you so much. You're everything that I'm not. I really like that scene because right before that we see Royal, he takes um, Margot out for ice cream. And it just kind of shows he does he doesn't know anything about Margot. Yeah. Um, like, well, no one does, but especially not that's him. That's true. Yeah. But even things that he should know. Right. Like, she's like, what's my middle name? And he's like, you don't have one. And then she says what it is. And she does have a middle name. And so it just shows she, he doesn't know anything about her. And he really doesn't know that much about his kids anyways. And then the scene right after that, uh, or maybe not right after that, but a little bit later is um, Henry is it's on the day of his wedding and he's fixing his tie with his with his biological son. And Chaz comes in um, and I, I, I think his biological son says something um, about Henry's deceased wife. Um, I don't remember what he says, but Chaz learns that Henry is a widower and Chaz also kind of says like, oh, like I'm also a widower. And then Henry kind of looks at him and goes like, I know Chaz. And he puts his arm on him. And it shows that, like, Henry's not even their dad, but he knows these kids. He yeah. knows them. Yeah. And Royal doesn't. You that's know? And not, I, like, being a widower is kind of, like, that, that's a very, like, I feel like you, a, a lot of people would know that about a lot. Like, if I knew somebody's wife died, I yeah. wouldn't say I know that person. Well, I know, but, and I think you're picking nits, but it's more so the fact that, like, Chaz feels seen It's more the Henry. gesture. Yeah. yeah the, the... Um and, and the tone of the delivery, not like, oh yeah, and, I'm aware. And it's just not more, like it been no, I know uh, you. And and Chaz doesn't expect him to know that. Right. Like because right. he tells him like it's new information and right. and uh Henry says, like, I know. And it, it, you can tell that that's like a meaningful moment for Chaz. Like, oh, he he knows this about me. Like he's aware of who I am. Like the whole movie, I even think Chaz says something earlier. Like, why is Henry here when they're at the dinner table? Yeah. Or he, like, cuts him out, and he's like, this is family only. And he just, 
you know. No, it's he uh, He only calls him by Mr. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's like, y- you know him. And he says, yeah, I know him. Hees your accountant. Yeah, I know him as your accountant. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But it, it like later on, it shows that like Henry has an investment in these kids and like Chaz is realizing that for the first time. And so I, I love the, the culmination of all of that. That yeah. it's like, like I love how Royal sets up that line that like you are everything I'm not. And then Wes shows us how that that is true. Yeah. I really love that. I thought that was really powerful. Mm. Yeah. I like Luke Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Solid callback. All right, what do you guys say we uh, we put this one in in the books? Let's do it, Zach. You're first. Uh, I I keep forgetting that we're doing that thing. Yep, that thing we do. Uh, I'm gonna give this eight point eight dead dogs. Shoot, <laughs> I'm going to. I give took yours. This. I was gonna say dogs killed off screen. <laughs> I'm gonna give this uh, seven times being stabbed by a pagoda. <laughs> pagoda. Pagoda. Uh, I'll give this a 6.7 incorrect, I don't even know, wood puzzles, wrong wood puzzles. (laughs) (laughs) You really really took it from me. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, And I'm going to give this uh, 7.5 bizarre elevator hotel jobs. Oh, yeah, they're the elevator man. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, that makes this come out to a 75% on rotten potatoes i'd like to change my unit to uh bb stuck in knuckles oh that's a good one that's a good one that puts this as uh ranked number 35 out of 68 worse than there will be blood (laughs) (laughs) that's a bummer wait where's there will be blood at 23 23. we talked about it for like 10 minutes worse than i thought you were saying better than uh scott so remind us what uh zisu got uh zisu got uh, seventy or sixty-five percent. So better than Z. A whole letter grade up. Yeah, and that's ranked number fifty-four. So I'm I'm I'll take it, but I'm still a little bummed by it. It's on the the lower side. I of thought our... you would have rated this higher than a seven. Why? Because that's like barely better than a D plus. C minus. I mean. I don't think it was close to being like the best movie ever made. Well, yeah, but like <laughs> you, I, you have a long ways to go from best movie ever made. Here's the thing is I compared it to um, Garden State. I thought it was around the same as there. Hmm. Um, I thought like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, like it was in, in that realm of things. So I, that's I, where I put it. This movie is so much better than Ferris Bueller's Day Off. You may think that. That's fine. Yeah, it, that is fine. All right. I mean, I don't think it was a JP movie. Like, it was yeah. definitely better than JP as a person. So, like, where where do we put the line? Like, what movie is the JP line? Uh, JP's everything uh, less than Zisu. <laughs> so wait, what, what rank is Zisu? Zisu's number 54. 54. <laughs> out of 68. So. Wait, hold on. What, what did you say this one was? This is 30-something. 30, 30. Okay. I think you said this one was 53. I was like, there's no way that no. we rank these. No, it's 35. Okay, 35. Yep. Okay. So um, JP's in the realm of Requiem for a Dream, <laughs> okay. Footloose. <laughs> okay. Uh, Interesting juxtaposition there. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. what Blood Diamond, 10 Things I Hate About You, Child's Play. He's in the, that vein of movie. Ghostbusters. Man. Rip JP. Also, rip Face me. Off. A lot of those were my <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it. Face a, lot off. Of, a lot of Jake movies. Yeah. Yeah, those are the JP movies. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> One of my buddies said that we should do Con Air. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, I haven't seen I it. I mean, I'm down. No. Who, I'm not going to wreck who it. on earth? I'm not going to wreck it, but I'm who, down to do it. You need to dox whoever think, told you I, that. I think that he, like, he knows it's a bad movie. Okay. He didn't say, like, it's great. You should watch it. But... Con Air. He he said it because he says that I look like Nick Cage in Con Air with my oh, long hair. Got it. Yeah. And then he said, "Hey, you should do that for the pod." Oh, I think he's okay. Con Air is literally going to be right around the same place as Face Off. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Uh, all right. What do we've got? What have we ne- got? Next week is my movie. We're watching Last Castle. Ooh, very excited to talk about that one. I know that most of you guys probably haven't heard of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to guess almost everyone has not heard of that movie. Yeah, I hadn't heard of it until Scott said, hey, The Last Castle is really good. I've uh, asked a lot of people if they've heard of it, and no one has. I and will then say, he had to say the Hulk's in it. I, I will <laughs> say. I only do movies with Marvel characters. I will say. I That's was, almost every movie. Sorry, Tyler. I was talking to Isaiah about the pod yeah. uh, not that long ago, and he said, oh, you know, like, I was thinking the other day, you guys haven't done anything Robert Redford yet. And I said, oh, yeah, you know, um, I do love him. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll, I'll recommend, um, you know, River Runs Through It or Spy Game. And he was like, dude, Last Castle. Or and I was like, like, oh, yeah, I always forget about that. So he's definitely heard about I, it. But I you always like, forget about it. I feel like there's yeah, so many. Yeah, because I just watched it for the first time last year. I like, feel like there's so many other Robert Redford movies that fit. You absolutely, Movies you absolutely said. I can't. The Let's only, just save it for next week. The yeah, only yeah, other yeah, Robert yeah. Redford movie I've seen. Oh, well, actually, I've seen A River Runs Through It. but Captain America 2. Yeah. Yeah. And Endgame. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... We'll save it for the pod. We'll save so, it. So, uh, Jake, do you have any final thoughts before we get out of here? JP yeah. Sucks. What? JP sucks. Oh, yeah, JP does suck. <laughs> <laughs>